Welcome to The Sunny Side, the podcast that makes solar energy relatable, accessible, and attainable. Join us as we journey behind the scenes with women taking amazing strides in all parts of the solar industry. I'm your host, Sharon Lee, and thank you for joining us today. Hello and welcome back to the sunny side. We are so excited to be well into 2023 and I think solar has a fantastic outlook for this year. But since we were here on the sunny side last, let's go into Sharon's corner. What have I been up to? Well, first of all, the Tennessee Vols did win their bowl game, just like Katie and I predicted. So yes, we can at least cheer them on. But football in the Lee house is over. My 12-year-old, he's done with football. Both my boys have moved into baseball. So that's just a whole different, all-consuming animal. So everyone send me a moment of silence or vibes or something because we're going to be all over the place this spring. But as far as solar is concerned, as we know, the rate case passed here in Georgia last month. And so we have a whole different set of tools to work with for this coming year. So we'll see how well we can make those work. But when it comes down to it, I really do think we're settling in well to 2023. So it's just going to be a banner year. So I'm really, really excited about it. And here on the sunny side, we normally focus on commercial solar installations. But when I met my next guest, I thought, you know what, we need to expand into the residential for a conversation because I had stumbled across a Facebook group and it's called Women United by solar. And so I reached out, I joined, of course, and I reached out to the owner of this group and said, hey, let's have a chat. Let's talk about what you do, what inspires you and that sort of thing. And she's just a wealth of information and a little bundle of energy. And of course, I was like, you got to be on the sunny side. So with that said, welcome Lily Valdez. How are you? Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. I felt the same way about you. I was like, oh, she gets it. She's one of us. So I was really happy to have you join our Facebook group, of course. And we always have women that need commercial and they'll raise their hand and be like, who does commercial here? And so I loved being able to have you as a resource for the women as well. And just for them to see that we're not limited to residential, you know, there's commercial, there's utility scale, there's so much solar out there, manufacturing side, operations. So thank you. I appreciate that. I'm so happy that you joined and I'm excited to be here with you to share a little bit about what we do. Fantastic. So before we get further into the women's group, let's back up a little bit. So your background is in California. You went to school there, that sort of thing. And I usually ask people, did you intend to go into the solar industry or did the solar industry grab you and keep you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, I didn't intend to go into solar. I actually went to Cal State Long Beach and I was doing some early childhood education. That's what I have my AA in. And I wanted to be a teacher, a preschool teacher at that. And then once I was in it, I started to like business because I actually started working at Verizon Wireless and they had that hole where they pay for your college. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I ended up really liking business. So I did change to a business management bachelor's. And then that's how I got into business. And further in, you know, my background with my family is lots of small businesses. So I grew up around my mom having a beauty salon. My uncle had a pizza place we all worked at, daycares, painting. There was all kinds of little businesses in my family. And I saw that and I said, you know, they've been able to make a really good living without a degree in just 
following what they like to do. So if I could get a degree also, and then learn the business side, I think it can work better for me. And that's how I got into that. And I focus a lot on processes, relationship building numbers, you know, logic, and that's how I came into it. But I didn't come right into solar. I actually had a restaurant for a couple of years in Upland, California. I Hold worked on, what kind of restaurant? You got to tell me what kind of restaurant is that? I'm already getting hungry. <laughs> it was an Italian. Remember I told you my uncle had a restaurant too. So yes. basically we already had all the recipes. He even worked there too shortly. And yeah, so it was like a pizza pub. It was very fun. We had bands. We had open mic, car shows. It was super fun. But not sustainable because you work a lot, you know? Right. That's what made me decide to start looking for other industries. And I did do like insurance for a little bit. Then I was recruited to travel and do traveling seminar sales for, you know, those ones, how to flip a house and you go to a workshop and all that. So I did that for a while. And then I also got into the home improvement industry. So I didn't go directly into solar like most people do. I did real estate for a couple of years as well. And I remember leaving and being like, well, I don't want to work for someone again. <laughs> you right. know, I, once you get that entrepreneurial spirit and that bug, mm-hmm. like it's very hard to go back to working for someone. Right. So I was looking for an industry like real estate where you could build a pipeline, help people build relationships, but it just wasn't it for me. So when I went to home improvements, I started where I would sell windows, roofs, insulation, HVAC, everything efficient for the home. But when I found solar, I was like, this isn't even a sale. Like people are already paying for this and I get to help them save a bunch of money, add value to their home and literally own it now instead of renting at ever increasing prices. So it was a very, very logical transition to solar only for a minute. And now in my business, I started integrating home improvements again. But I did about four to five years of only solar. And I love it. I mean, that is what drove me to start the women's organization, because I did see the underrepresentation of us. Well, and I think that as women, I've said this before, we are collaborators, you know, we work in groups, we work well with one another, and we kind of need that. So, you know, you go into this industry, and even like you, you've got this background in home improvements and energy efficiencies and all of this kind of stuff. But when it comes down to it, you know, you also have that background of the processes and putting things in place and everything. And I mean, it seems like a natural fit that you would bring women together and find a way to empower them. So that's what you've done, right? Yes. And this is really cool. One of the things that we do is like you said, we don't compete. So there's other women that have organizations also. And instead of being like, oh, she started one too, which is like what most people would think. No, we're like, how can I support you? I have a Mm -hmm. bunch of women that like are in the industry that might benefit from what you have to offer as well. So some of my friends recently started their own and I was like, oh yeah, let's go support them because they're bringing something to the industry that doesn't exist. Right. And I think right now in solar, it's been around for a while, but as an industry itself, it's so new, so deregulated. There aren't really like chapters and things you could join for it. So I was like, well, we have to create them. <laughs> and that's how this happened. And it's been great. Like, you know, women from across the whole country We had SolarCon last year and a bunch of us met for the first time after knowing each other for years through Mm -hmm. social media and, you know, with COVID and everything, we all kind of like really knew each other, but not physically (laughs) because we've been in a little bubble for a couple of years, right? So it's a great industry. I love collaborating and helping because I think that you're absolutely right. We're the trailblazers and the pioneers of the industry. 
especially being of a very few women that started the movements that you started the podcast. Like these are all the ways that we show women in leadership when there is a very small representation, maybe 15 to 20% in solar. Right. Well, and you know, I did you a little bit of a disservice because I talked about the women's group, but I didn't introduce the name of your company. So you are the owner of Sun Lily. And I think it's interesting that that kind of came out of the fact that you had done such a great job of pulling people together and having social media networks and that sort of thing. So you had a good pool. I don't want to tell your story, but good pool (laughs) to work for to kind of get your shingle out, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about starting your solar lily? Sure. I'm sorry, um, sun so, lily, not solar lily. Sorry. Yeah, so everything's kind of just fell into place. It's funny that you said that though, because solar lily was not supposed to be my name in the industry. But you know, on Facebook, when you change your name, it tells you like you can't change it for six months. <laughs> I didn't read that. And I was trying to put solar lily Valdez. But since I put solar lily and I hit save, I was like, oops. <laughs> and it kept it. And I was like, no, I can't change my name. I'd have to start oh. a new profile. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to keep it for six months. But as time went on, people were just like, oh, solar lily, solar lily. So I was like, well, I just will leave it then. <laughs> so that's how it happened. And then when I made my company, the reason it's not Sun Lily Solar is because I always had it in the back of my mind that we would bring energy efficiencies back. So I made it energy so that it could be anything energy efficient for a home. So now when we're positioning solar, we're saying, hey, you're going to be saving so much with solar, at least here in California, where we do the majority of our business. Mm -hmm. Not all we're nationwide, but I have uh, about 35 sales reps across the United States in my company alone. More than 50% are women. So I'm really proud of that in an industry that very small amount of women are in it. So that's all we do. We raise awareness. We give the key and, you know, I didn't start this business because I was like, I want to start my own sales org. Like, actually, it's a lot of hard work. I started it because I didn't find what I was looking for and what I think people needed in the industry. I did work with like five to six companies, you know, platforms. I explored every option (laughs) before finally saying, I have to do this because I've identified the things that need fixing. I know how to lead women and I know that they'll feel more comfortable and you know, it's a blessing. People think that it's just about the money or like, oh, she just wanted to start her own, but it's not. It's about being completely transparent, available. And I've had women that made me literally cry when they told me, you know, six months ago before I found you, I was going to quit on solar. I was done. I didn't get paid. This company took advantage or this happened and that. And to me, that's a big part of it. I've been not paid by companies as well. And nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to talk Mm -hmm. about the elephant in the room, but we've all been there. Big companies too, like, you know, very known ones. So I just said, I can't find this in a company. So it's time to build it. And that's how it came about. Well, I think it's fantastic because you're right. You're not just trying to build your own company because I always ask about mentorship and you're living it, man. I mean, that's really cool. There's a lot of people that say, well, I don't have a specific program that I follow, but I want to help women and I want to help them network and all this. But you actually, whether they're at your organization or others, you put information out to help them overcome objections and address challenges and all that. And these are more, I guess I'll say sales 101, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do love the fact that you are living this whole mentorship model and not just trying to build your own company, which I'm guessing kind of helps. It all goes hand in hand. It it does, but it's very organic, like you said. So 
I put on my trainings for anybody. You don't have to be at Sun Lily. You don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be part of the Facebook group. I post it on my regular page on groups because it's for anybody. And then if people find value in that and they want to connect with me, then I don't ever pitch people. I don't recruit people. They reach out and they say, hey, I've been following you. I want to see what you do. Like I thought of it or they'll come from other companies where they didn't you know, have a good experience. And they'll say, like, I know that you're about transparency. Like, you know, how does your program work? So my program is actually a big mentorship. And if they already have experience, not really. I just teach them our processes and we do that. But we take anybody with zero experience and we basically do three deals with them. We close them with them. There's no monthly membership with my company, anything like that. And then we basically close the first three deals with them while showing them how to run credit, how to do the whole sales process. And then I put once a week trainings, how to generate leads, how to close a deal virtually, how to close a deal in person, networking, how to build a pipeline, like everything that I would have wanted someone to give me when I started basically. And the main thing why people follow maybe me is because even though I already have my company and I have these sales reps and stuff, I never stopped selling. I'm still a seller consultant. So I believe that people follow people that lead by example and don't expect them to do something they wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. So my whole way that I run my business and everything I do is I don't ever expect one of my consultants to do something I wouldn't personally do. If they're knocking doors, I don't knock doors, but I'll go knock them with them to teach them because that's what they want to do. And I'm good at it. I just don't do it every day. But whatever way they want to form their pipeline, whether it's knocking doors, cold calling, social media, I do a lot of social media training, like a blueprint, how to get leads from your Facebook groups, friends, family. And honestly, that's how I've grown my business the whole time was through referrals, word of mouth. And when you do it correctly, and you're very genuine and authentic, I get people that send me deals from like New York. They're like, Oh, I have two friends in California. I'm not licensed. Can you help me? And then we split the deal. No problem. Right. So right. collaborating. And, you know, it's interesting because we're talking a lot about sales and sales is just one part of what you manage. And so I loved talking with you about the installation side of things because that's the meat and the potatoes. I mean, you can tell people all you want, what a great deal this is and how great this will perform for you or whatever. But if you don't have the people to back you up and actually build. The You're product. exactly right, Sharon. I tell that to everybody. I said, <laughs> it's not how many contracts you sign, how many deals you sold. It's that glass hitting the roof. That's when it's real or in a ground mount when it hits the field, whatever right. you want to call it. But I tell them that, you know, it's a uh, very easy and solar for people to be like, Oh, I closed 20 deals. I did, you know, it's a lifestyle. A lot of people sell a dream, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you can close 20 deals and make a (laughs) 100,000 in a month. Yeah, but how many of those are getting installed? How many of those customers have service after the sale? What is that experience like? And that's another reason why I started my own company, because I get to choose my installers. So I used to work for like different platforms like power and other ones. And it's literally random, I could Mm -hmm. sign someone up and they'll have a great experience. Or they could have a not so great experience. And I didn't want that for my homeowners. I take it very personal if somebody doesn't have a good experience. Mm -hmm. So by partnering with my own installers, I know the level of service they will have. And I only work with installers that I can work with closely that I can call, hey, this is going on. Because I know if I receive that level of respect and service, so will my homeowners. And that's at the end of the day what I do. I pair homeowners with the right company. I vet them for them. 
Right. So they're going with some random company. Well, and you have representation in, did you say 22 states? I can't remember. And so you have to not only pay attention to who is installing in your backyard in California, but you're also managing who's installing in Florida and other states around the country. So you still work with a company that has installation crews nationwide, right? Okay. So that gives them boots on the ground with roots, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I vet them and I make sure that they have warranties in place so that if they go out of business, my customers are still good. Because that's a reality in solar. That's another elephant in the room. Let's talk about all the companies that have gone under. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh, I have a system that doesn't work. And I called the company and they don't exist. So I try to address everything from a proactive standpoint to right. not leave people in a tough spot, you know, and nothing's perfect. You know, we learn as we go, but ensuring these things up front gives a better customer experience. The way I explain it to people is we're not really solar reps only. We are consumer advocates. So think of if you put that on your roof, would you want it to be some random company that's not going to exist because Mm -hmm. they were the cheapest? No, I don't think so. It's a 30-year system, you know? So I just try to put myself in the homeowner's shoes as well. Well, I think that that's great. And that turns into referrals and that sort of thing, because in every industry, it's not solar. You hear about the fly by night, they come in, they do this, and then they leave, especially when you're talking about home improvements. So when they can say, no, we are here, we're established here, we have people working here and all that. I just feel like there's just so much of a better story to tell. And you would hope that they're vetting who they're working with and they can easily do that for your organization. Yes. So let's transition a little bit because I don't care if you're in the commercial end of things or the residential end of things or anything like that. You know, we all got a little rah-rah with the Inflation Reduction Act passing into law back in August. So we were able to provide our customers, you know, a higher federal income tax credit. Now in the residential side of things, there are different carve-outs for energy efficiency and that sort of thing. So what has that meant to your business? Oh, it's been great for our business because like I already wanted to do the home improvements, but that's even more of a reason to, because now there's incentives on that level. Now there's main panel upgrade incentives. There's, you know, more than just go solar and get 30%. So it's allowed other solar reps to open their eyes to other opportunities. So many times you're like, oh, solar, solar, solar. With the Inflation Reduction Act, you see the ability to make money across multiple products Mm -hmm. and in turn getting a better solution to homeowners. Because I work with lenders and companies that will incorporate like roof work that will do the windows. I had a homeowner just last week did roof, windows, solar, main panel upgrade. It sounded so good to be true to him that he called me the day before install and asked, hey, Lily, is this really going to be mine? I'm not leasing, right? And I'm like, no, no, you're buying it. He said, I'm getting all those things for this monthly. And I'm like, yes, because that's what he was paying for power. And he's like, so I just got like, he's telling me, obviously, it's not free, but he's like, so it's almost like I got this other stuff for free. And I'm like, well, it's not free. You took a loan, but you're getting to take advantage of these programs. And with him, we signed him up the end of last year. So I didn't even have like all the full IRA discussion with him, which I will get to have. And it's just a huge cherry mm-hmm. on top. So he's like all excited. So oh, just uh, it's, it's really nice because it's beneficial to homeowners 
It increases their value of their home even more and they get a tax break for it. So it's awesome. Right. It goes back to the value sell. I mean, it's complete Mm -hmm. value and it's customized because if you don't need new windows, you don't have to get new windows. But if you do, this is just an opportunity you can take advantage of and it all works. Oh, something else that we had talked about that I really found fascinating is we were talking about advocacy groups and you are involved you're going to have to help me on this in Long Beach with an HOA. They are what trying to, oh, they're creating a model city, right? Tell me a little bit about that and what's your involvement with that? So it's really awesome. I actually was connected to him through a referral. So I helped someone go solar. She refers me a lot of people. She was actually one of my reps at Verizon 15 years ago, I want to say. (laughs) And so she connected me with the president of this neighborhood association And he told me there's 12 of them in Long Beach. He's the president of one of them and that they've been looking for the right company to start installing the solar where they're getting a fair rate across the board. Because he told me, you know, the worst thing is when residents talk and they're like, well, my price was this. And another one's like, oh, I feel like I got ripped off, you know, and he's like, so I just want one company that can like be fair to everybody, give them a good price, you know, of course, make profit, but fair. And he wanted to start with businesses. So that was really cool. So that's a commercial side, right? He wants to put solar on like a market that's very, very busy in that area and a restaurant that has its own garden. So Mm. they already produce their own vegetables. And then now he wants to put like a sign in front once they go solar with us that says this restaurant is run on clean energy, you know, and then like reach out to this person to see how you can run your home on clean energy. So as to make it like, oh, that's what everybody's doing in this community. So I think that's great. They're an awesome community. They have crop swaps, which they've invited me to beach cleanups because they're right by the beach. And just it's like a really good community feeling. Everybody feels good about doing the right thing for the planet and their pockets are just a byproduct of it. So they're kind of like doing it the right way. And he's like, we'll do a press release. He has like big visions about it. And that's great because if more people did that, it would show what that looks like. They want to be the model city in this little area that they're in so that others will follow suit and just expand solar. Oh, I think that's fantastic because they're really living it. And you're right. You reap the benefits in so many different ways that what is not to like about that? That is so fantastic. So you have done advocacy groups like that. You have done Women United by Solar. You've done mastermind classes and other types of speaking events. Where else are you going? What else is there to do? Well, there's a lot. I want to start my own podcast. That's on the radar. As well as write a book. I already have a title and everyone laughs. It's actually the opposite of your podcast. It's the shady side of solar. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've all been there. My job is always to bring to light the things nobody wants to talk about because we can't fix them if we don't talk about them. And I tell, you know, even at SolarCon, wherever I speak, I say that. You know, solar is a new industry, unregulated. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to bring up the problems, to bring up the solutions, to bring up the right people and put the right leadership that will actually mold and shape the industry for decades to come. And that's a big responsibility. And I think that people need to take it more responsibly. You know, like if you're an influencer in solar, be a good influencer. Don't be the one that uses influence to you know, there's people that owe reps thousands of dollars because they did a hyped up post, people went and sold for them and they didn't even pay Mm -hmm. them. So my job is to call those people out. And I think that podcast 
and a book will give me that platform along with speaking engagements, you know, like oh. let's be real about what really happens in solar, not just the pretty side. Don't sell dreams. Tell people the reality, tell them why we're doing this, you know? Right. Well, I see us doing a joint speech when you've got the shady side and I've got the sunny side, you know, and I'll be all rainbows and glitter. Yes. And <laughs> well, I'm rainbows and glitter too. Like if you hear anything of my stuff, it's all positive, but I make it very clear that there is a dark side too, right. you know? That is very true. But, you know, going back to some of the educational sorts of things, I do love that you try to, in your mentorship approach, you know, take information. Like, for example, we're both members, both of our organizations are members of SIA, which is the National Solar Association, the Solar Energy Industries Association, which, by the way, the CEO, Abby Hopper, was my very first guest on the sunny side. So shout out to Abby. But I love the fact that they do put a lot of information out. And it's kind of our job to assimilate that information, but it's not always easy to do. And so one of the things that you were talking about when we talked before is taking some of that, breaking it down, making it palatable for a new rep to really understand. So talk a little bit about some of those sorts of things that you do. Yeah. So those are some of the trainings I focus on. So Mm -hmm. like I did a training on NAM 3.0, just summarizing what pertains to the sales side of it, right? Like how we're going to have to build systems, how we're going to have to size them now, how many batteries would be appropriate and how we would position that as a value to homeowners when they're saving less. Now it's a bill swap maybe. So I post infographics. So the SEIA is very good about posting like the average households, how Mm -hmm. to make your home energy. So I try to share all those infographics with the ladies in the solar group and my team. So it's digestible, not just for the reps, but also the homeowners. So they could see like, oh, this person isn't just trying to shove solar down my throat. They also care about reducing the carbon footprint. Like they actually care mm-hmm. about the big picture of solar. And so I love that these organizations do trainings, they do infographics, all that. And then I just make it more digestible. Like if it's a 22 page document, I'll make it like, you know, a three page and a training so that everyone's informed and then they're not out there selling the wrong stuff. Cause it's so easy for reps to really not maliciously sell things that wrong, you know, incorrectly. An out-of-state can come into California, like we have many reps come out here and sell, and they're selling 100% offset. That would right. be very bad for a homeowner here because we're on time of use. Mm-hmm. They would literally get a 1000 to $2,000 bill at the end of paying every month for solar. So it's up to us to educate. And that's why we do it nationwide because they're rep selling everywhere from everywhere. And I tell people, before you sell in a market, please look up their net metering and know how it works. There are incentives or programs. So you don't make solar is a scam a thing. We're working so hard to take that away, to just make it a good industry and you know remove those negative feelings attached to it for people to still be selling wrong this far in the industry, you know? That's right. I mean, there are so many things that you can take advantage of on the federal level, the federal income tax credit Mm -hmm. and different types of depreciation benefits and things like that. But you're right. Then it gets into that granular piece that is state by state by state. And you do have to be that advisor and, you know, and try to educate people on specifically what happens here. Is there a system cap with your utility? Is there this? Is there that? And it's a big job. And so I think it's fantastic that there is a resource out in the community that is keeping all that out there and up to date and that sort of thing. So I do want to ask you though, so you are such a go-getter, like I said, you are, you know, high energy, always going and that sort of thing. So 
when you're not like talking solar and selling solar and installing <laughs> and all that, what do you do for fun? Uh, <laughs> I do a lot of that. No, I'm just kidding. I love to travel. I've been to 15 countries. I've closed deals from Croatia at 5 a.m. because of the time difference. So I don't ever really turn it off, but it's because I love it. You know, I wouldn't ruin a vacation over it, but if it doesn't hurt me and it's helping my reps, like I wasn't even closing my own deals. I was helping my reps close their deals via Zoom because I do a lot of remote work and I have to show and be living that. So I do have fun. I love like beaches mostly. I go to Hawaii, you know, a lot. Mexico, but I've been traveling for a while now. My next travel area is probably going to be, I want to go to Germany, Switzerland, so a different part of Europe, and then Costa Rica. I'm going to try to do that for a month coming up, like a remote, one month remote in another country selling solar and leading a team. So that's what I do for fun. Wow. I'm just still trying to digest that. (laughs) That sounds absolutely fantastic for sure. <laughs> so you'll definitely have to let me see where you're going and let, so I can keep up with you wherever you are and that sort of thing. Oh, of course. So if someone wanted to reach out with you, connect with you, what is the best place to find you? So the best place is probably Facebook. Honestly, I have a big following there kind of. My name is Solar Lily and I also have an Instagram at Solar by Lily, but my email Super easy. The personal email I use so that it's not all my business stuff mixed in is solar, S-O-L-A-R with Lily, L-I-L-Y at gmail.com. Easy enough. And I'll make sure that we put links to that when we post the podcast. So perfect. I am so excited about our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the sunny side. And yes, and I wish you all the best as you are going everywhere all over the country and selling solar. (laughs) Thank you, Sharon. And I wish you the best. Anything you or your listeners need, I'm always here to help. And any solar commercial things that I come across, I'll definitely make sure they're in good hands with you. I always am about referring them to the right person because that means so much. I don't want them to go to some random person when you're around. So thank you for having me as a guest. I appreciate it. I hope that I brought value to you and your listeners. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again. And let us know when next time you want to see us on the sunny side. Definitely. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the sunny side podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review. You can also email questions, suggestions, and compliments to Sharon at velosolar.com. The Sunny Side is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Sharon Lee.